Currently in Africa, we have 1.2 billion people living on the continent and 50% of the population is under 30 years old and two thirds of those are under 25 years old. So there's a massive young population. Our average age is 19 years old. Hi, everybody. We are live with Retail from the Front Lines. I'm Stacey Woodlitz, president of SW Retail Advisors. I had the pleasure of listening to a panel with Jessica Anuna, who is the CEO of Clasha, which is an online marketplace in Africa that I believe covers 54 countries. Yes. It covers... It covers all of the countries, which is quite rare because um, most players in Africa do not co have widespread coverage. Um, so I'm thrilled to have you here today. Thank you. I think you are one of the most exciting female entrepreneurs and just entrepreneurs that we have heard from. And, you know, I'd love to hear a little bit about your inspiration for the business yeah. and what makes Clasha unique. Sure. So thank you so much for having me today. I'm the CEO of Clasha, which is an online fast fashion marketplace for millennials in Africa. And what we do essentially is sell fast fashion products under $50 to millennials between the ages of 18 to 28 years old. We also offer payments in local African currencies. So we accept all 54 African currencies and we ship to customers in one to five days versus 20 days from Western retailers. So we, re we really wanted to connect the young millennial consumer in Africa to the global e-commerce economy. And that means provi providing them with excellent service, the same service received from Western brands to Western consumers. So we ship in one to five days. We have a warehouse in Lagos, Nigeria, which serves the whole of Africa. And that really allows us to penetrate the African market and ship to customers in the same amount of time, regardless of geographical location. Can you give the listener a little bit of flavor of why there's such a huge growth opportunity in Africa and perhaps why so many have ignored it? Currently in Africa, we have 1.2 billion people living on the continent and 50% of the population is under 30 years old and two thirds of those are under 25 years old. So there's a massive young population. Our average age is 19 years old. And what's really interesting is that our middle class is growing. So when we say middle class, we're talking about anybody that spends between $2 and $20 Got a day. Um, and that population is really growing exponentially year on year. So you so have a growing population rather than a, an aging population that's dying off for better of a uh, description. Absolutely. Yeah. We have a really young population and it's only getting younger. So the opportunity really lies within Africa because by 2025, half of the world's working population will live and grow in Africa. So that's a huge amount of the world's population in one continent. So we really look at Africa as an, an emerging market, a market that we're able to scale and grow quickly, which is why we started Clash in Africa. And we started namely in Nigeria and West Africa because of the sheer population size. There's 185 million people there. Nigeria is one of the wealthiest countries in the world. It's one of actually the the highest spending on luxury goods, which many people don't realize. Exactly. Yeah, we in uh, in Nigeria we are the richest country in Africa by GDP, and we were actually the highest spenders in Harrods above the Chinese and USA consumers last year, which, which is, is a fun fact. Incredible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So there are so many large brands and retailers that have not come into Africa or they've dipped their toe in like Azara and only done, you know, a handful of countries. There are so many challenges, currency being one of them. How do you solve that problem? 
Yeah. So payments is a really big challenge in Africa. You know, how do we ship and uh, reconcile payments in 54 African currencies? Um, Africa, there's a lot of currency volatility. The currency fluctuates up and down just due to political instability and other factors that, you know, can contribute to the currency changing really quickly. So retailers, Western retailers looking to get into Africa have to look at that and have to understand, you know, how do I reconcile these payments cross, you know, cross border? How do I reconcile a payment in Nigeria versus is Ghana versus Senegal and you know have these payments in one currency to extract from the continent you know and pay their staff and pay vendors so what we do is actually partner with African payment gateways to be able to reconcile these payments we work with three or four different payment gateways and we also accept cash on delivery which is really important so and which is completely unheard of for the larger western brands that mm-hmm. would be impossible for them to even get their heads around exactly um, cash is still king in Africa and credit card penetration is only 0.33 so to be a successful online retailer, you really have to have that cash element, um, which a lot of Western retailers actually haven't invested in the infrastructure to be able to do so. Um, so that's what we do differently. Um, and that's really key for us to grow and scale our business quickly across the continent. And it's so important when you talk about all these unique different cultures and payment and currencies and logistics, the personalization is so important. And you, you know, forget currency and logistics for the larger retailers to come in. I guess they would have to do it with a partner like yourself. So can you talk about who are you partnering with? Absolutely. So as um, a big retailer, you definitely need partners on the ground in Africa to be able to scale, not only in terms of a marketplace platform, but in terms of logistics as well. You have to be able to deliver to the last mile. And rural logistics is really big in Africa. How do you ship to the customer in tier three, tier four cities versus tier one, tier two cities in the same amount of time to provide them that excellent customer service and that excellent customer end-to-end customer experience. So for us, we're um, turning into a marketplace. We're actually looking to partner with global brands. We have a few uh, big retailers signed on already um, to grow and scale in Africa. A lot Can you of, talk about who they are? Um, not right now. Okay. <laughs> Just stay tuned. Um, stay tuned. Yes. Check Clasher.com in a couple of weeks and Fantastic. you'll see them on the website. Um, but for sure, they're looking to partner with us because we have the expertise of what the millennials want and look for on the ground on the continent, the influencers. And we also know, again, how to reconcile those payments and how to ship quickly to their customers. They want to give the same amount of great service that they do to the customer in the UK versus in Nigeria, for example. And they simply could not do that alone without a, a, partner, a partner, it sounds like. Of course. Can you talk about the logistics? So you've been able to solve the logistical issues or good part of the way there. Can you talk specifically about what that last mile delivery looks like? Sure. So, you know, as I mentioned, it's really important to work with partners who know more than you do when it comes to logistics in Africa. So we work with a lot of global players. We work with DHL, we work with FedEx, and we work with a lot of uh, players on the ground who do the last mile to rural towns, for example. So what may happen is DHL or RMX might ship to their partner in a city like um, Abuja, for example, and then somebody might take the last mile to a rural village on the outskirts of Abuja. When I say somebody, I mean like a local partner, somebody on a bike, somebody physically taking the things to the customer's door. So that it really is no, you know, cut cut and paste, copy and paste solution when it comes to logistics in Africa. Um, You really have to work with local partners in different African uh, cities to be able to reach the people in really far towns. Um, But what I would say is that for us, we've managed to cut that time down in terms of shipping. We now ship in one to five days, regardless of wherever you live in Africa, whether it's South Africa, 
East Africa or West Africa. Which is incredible considering in the United States, you hear large brands and retailers still struggling with the last mile and mm-hmm. with getting deliveries to you in under seven days. And, and you're accomplishing it in one to five days with all of those different aspects of the market. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we truly believe that the African consumer deserves the same amazing e-commerce infrastructure offered in the West. You know, why can't we have an Amazon Prime on, in Africa? Yes, we do have logistic issues, but the African consumer is becoming more and more sophisticated and their demands are as high as the Western retailer. So as the Western customer. So it's not enough to just ship to Africa and say we've shipped to Africa and that's it. You have to offer the same amazing customer care that the Western retailers do nowadays. Your customer deserves access to the same breadth of SKU options that the Western customer does. Absolutely. A SKU options, next day delivery, same day delivery, instant customer care, um, and great quality as well at great prices. Is there anybody else in the market that's doing what you do on as wide a scale as you're doing it? There absolutely is, um, but only in South Africa. So South Africa is is a very mature um, industry in terms of e-commerce and it's a very mature economy. Their customers are extremely sophisticated in that, you know, they're used to buying online and receiving it and they're used to also paying online using their card. So in South Africa, there are definitely competitors that are doing it and doing it well, but they haven't scaled to the rest of Africa you know, meaning West Africa, East Africa, and Central Africa so for as now, well. So you're, you're the only one. Yeah. And has Amazon dipped its toe in there in a few countries, if, if I'm correct? Yeah, Amazon definitely shipped to Africa, um, but they take long, you know, we could right. be waiting seven to 14 days to receive some and goods. And I think they charge you in euros. Um, they charge us in, in, in their own currencies. Okay. So, you know, as I'm, as far as I'm aware now, you can't pay in Nigerian Naira or Ghanaian City um, using your African card on Amazon. You have to have an international card. So for us, that isn't good enough. And we want to empower everybody economically to be able to use their card online and pay online in their local currency. Absolutely. What is your vision for the company? Do you see yourself as more of a private label company? You are majority private label now, or do you see yourself 50-50 down the road with third party? How, what does it look like five years from now? Yeah, sure. We're majority private label now, um, but we are taking, turning into a fully fledged marketplace, bringing brands that want to get into Africa to ex- uh, increase their geographical reach. So I would say in the next one to two years, we're looking at private label being 20% of our business and other brands being 80% of our business. Because what still happens now in Africa is that a lot of people go abroad to the UK, US, do their shopping and bring it back to the continent and we absolutely see the opportunity to grow and scale and introduce these brands alongside African brands and our own brand to millennials on the continent. You talked a lot about the fact that you export all of these key raw materials to other countries. They make a product and they ship it back to you and you're really supporting those businesses to say, hey, we can make it at home yeah. and, and do it ourselves. Can you talk a little bit about that? Right now in Africa, we don't have the, uh, the best infrastructure when it comes to manufacturing and manufacturing clothes, but we do have the raw materials and there are a lot of amazing people making clothes, um, selling clothes, you know, typically African fashion. So what we want to see is more people on the ground, more businesses on the ground, investing in infrastructure to be able to allow retailers like me to produce locally, to sell locally, and that will help the economy grow further as well. 
So that isn't the case now. We have problems such as lights, you know, roads being bad, you know, the infrastructure isn't fully there and also in terms of training. But we hope in the next five to 10 years, um, you know, the global exposure we're getting from people, key people such as Jack Ma, you know, calling Africa the future of e-commerce, that more people will start to invest on the ground. I know there are some uh, factories in Ethiopia and Rwanda doing amazing things with sewing clothes and shipping them out uh, of Africa, but we hope to see more in the next few years. Well, I think if anybody could bring attention to the fact that there's such an opportunity to build local brands, it would be Jack Moss. So interesting, he has looked to Africa and said it's actually even more exciting than the U.S. and China in terms of growth. Can you talk a little bit about your relationship with Alibaba? In 2017, I was chosen as one of 25 entrepreneurs to join the Alibaba and Anktad eFounders Initiative program. So Alibaba chose 25 African entrepreneurs to come to Hangzhou um, to really learn about the Alibaba ecosystem, take those learnings and findings back to the continent and grow and scale our business. So I'm very fortunate to have Alibaba, you know, to look to in terms of help and in terms of what they've achieved in, in China over the last 20 years as well. Again, Alibaba see an amazing opportunity in China. In Africa in terms of e-commerce and they're strategically you know placing people in the right places to be able to increase and grow that economy so Jack Ma just recently launched a 10 million dollar fund called the Entrepreneur Prize mm-hmm. for Africans who are doing great things in e-commerce and in payments and logistics so we hope to see more amazing people coming to the continent and investing the same way I think you will and congratulations on that thank you it's well deserved thank you can you talk a little bit about your company your company culture you're an all female company at at the moment. Can you talk a little bit about about your culture? Yeah, sure. So we're all female team at the moment. We are all under 27 years old um, and we're all millennials selling to millennial women, which is amazing. Um, So that's really key for me. And what's really key for me as well is that I've been fortunate enough to live and work um, in different countries and also for amazing companies such as Amazon, such as Shopify and such as Net-A-Porte. All these key learnings that I have gathered working at these companies, I am bringing it back to the continent, you know, to my company to really empower my team um, to be the best they can be in the work environment. So for example, um, we work in West Africa. So in West Africa, we speak a lot of different languages. We speak English and we also have, you know, Francophone Africa and we, where we speak French in countries like Senegal and Ivory Coast. So my team, for example, are all learning French to be able to work, you know, across the different countries in Africa. And I really want to empower them to be the best they can be in their field. And that means supporting them in their journey uh, in, their, in the work environment at Fantastic. What would you leave the listener with about the opportunity for the marketplace in Africa and about your target consumer? The lack of development in Africa makes fast growth really easy. You know, so I'd say to retailers looking to to come to Africa, you know, it's very easy to scale your business if you have a solid business plan and you're looking to localize your business as quickly as possible. Um, for Clasha, we really want to be, you know, the biggest and most impactful uh, fashion retailer in Africa. Um, and that means really making sure that we create value for our customer, you know, not only selling to them, but selling to them, you know, in the ways that we say that 
that we will shipping quickly, you know, providing them with amazing uh, infrastructure in terms of payment gateways and cash and delivery too. Um, so I would say, you know, fast growth in Africa is definitely possible, but, you know, be localized and understand that we're a continent made up of 54 different countries and we're not homogeneous in any way. So you have to really make sure that you're pertaining to all the different countries. So and what Don't, they need don't be fooled to think you can just come in and, exactly. and, and blanket the country and it's all, it's just, it's going to be like North America. It's, yeah. it's quite a different concept. And also e-commerce penetration is still less than 1%. Yeah. So, I mean, e-commerce only started in 2012 in Africa. So it's still in its infancy, but, you know, Nigerians alone are spending $20 billion online, you know, and that's just Nigeria. So, you know, e-commerce penetration isn't that much right now. You know, mobile penetration is only 30%. It's going to double to 60% by 2025. So I think as the continent gets more connected, we'll see an increase in that number for sure. And it sounds like um, you will be instrumental in growing not only e-commerce, but local brands and businesses. It's been a pleasure talking with you, Jessica, a new CEO of Clasha. It's been an absolute pleasure. Keep an eye out for Jessica as one of the emerging entrepreneurs supported by Jack Ma. We look forward to your future. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you.